This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Book 12, Chapters 1-10 to 10 of The Confessions by St. Augustine, translated by E.B. Pusey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Book 12. Augustine proceeds to comment on Genesis 1-1, and explains the heaven to mean that spiritual and incorporeal creation which cleaves to God intermittingly, always beholding his countenance, earth, the formless matter whereof the corporeal creation was afterwards formed. He does not reject, however, other interpretations, which he adduces, but rather confesses that such is the depth of the Holy Scripture, that manifold senses may and ought to be extracted from it, and that whatever truth can be obtained from its words does, in fact, lie concealed in them. CHAPTER One. My heart, O Lord, touched with the words of thy holy scripture, is much busied amid this poverty of my life. And therefore, most times, is the poverty of human understanding copious in words, because inquiring hath more to say than discovering, and demanding is longer than obtaining, and our hand that knocks hath more work to do than our hand that receives. We hold the promise. Who shall make it null? If God be for us, who can be against us? Ask, and ye shall have. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh shall it be opened. These be thine own promises, and who need fear to be deceived, when the truth promiseth? Chapter 2 The lowliness of my tongue confesseth unto thy highness, that thou madest heaven and earth. This heaven which I see, and this earth that I tread upon, whence is this earth that I bear about me? Thou madest it. But where is that heaven of heavens, O Lord, which we hear of in the words of the psalm? The heaven of heavens are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. Where is that heaven which we see not, to which all this which we see is earth? For this corporeal whole, not being holy everywhere, hath in such wise received its portion of beauty in these lower parts, whereof the lowest of this our earth. But to that heaven of heavens, even the heaven of our earth, is but earth. Yea, both these great bodies may not absurdly be called earth, to that unknown heaven which is the Lord's, not the sons of men. CHAPTER three, And now this earth was indivisible, and without form, and there was I know not what depth of abyss, upon which there was no light, because it had no shape. Therefore didst thou command it to be written, that darkness was upon the face of the deep. What else, then, the absence of light? For had there been light, where should it have been but by being over all, aloft and enlightening? Where then light was not, what was the presence of darkness but the absence of light? Darkness, therefore, was upon it, because light was not upon it. As where sound is not, there is silence. And what is it to have silence there, but to have no sound there? 
hast not thou o lord taught this soul which confesseth unto thee hast not thou taught me lord that before thou formest and diversifiest this formless matter there was nothing neither colour nor figure nor body nor spirit and yet not altogether nothing for there was a certain formlessness without any beauty chapter four how then should it be called that it might be in some measure conveyed to those of duller mind but by some ordinary word and what among all parts of the world can be found nearer to an absolute formlessness than earth and deep for occupying the lowest stage they are less beautiful than the other higher parts are transparent all and shining wherefore then may i not conceive the formlessness of matter which thou hast created without beauty whereof to make this beautiful world to be suitably intimated unto men by the name of earth invisible and without form chapter five so that when thought seeketh what the sense may conceive under this and saith to itself it is no intellectual form as life or justice because it is the matter of bodies nor object of sense because being invisible and without form there was in it no object of sight or sense while man's thought thus saith to itself it may endeavour either to know it by being ignorant of it or to be ignorant by knowing it chapter six but i lord if i would by my tongue and my pen confess unto thee the whole whatever thyself hath taught me of this matter the name whereof hearing before and not understanding when they who understand it not told me of it so i conceived of it as having innumerable forms and diverse and therefore did not conceive it at all my mind tossed up and down foul and horrible forms out of all order but yet forms and i called it without form not that it wanted all form but because it had such as my mind would if presented to it turn from as unwanted and jarring and human frailness would be troubled at and still that which i conceived was without form not as being deprived of all form but in comparison of more beautiful forms and true reason did persuade me that i must utterly uncase it of all remnants of form whatsoever if i would conceive matter absolutely without form and i could not for sooner could i imagine that not to be all which should be deprived of all form than to conceive a thing betwixt form and nothing neither formed nor nothing a formless almost nothing so my mind gave over to question thereupon with my spirit it being filled with the images of formed bodies and changing and varying them as it willed and i bent myself to the bodies themselves and looked more deeply into their changeableness by which they cease to be what they have been and begin to be what they are not and this same shifting from form to form i suspected to be through a certain formless state though not through a mere nothing yet this i longed to know not to suspect only if then my voice and pen would confess unto thee the whole whatsoever knots thou didst open for me in this question what reader would hold out to take in the whole nor shall my heart for all this cease to give the honour and a song of praise for these things which it is not able to express for the changeableness of changeable things is itself capable of all those forms into which these changeable things are changed and this changeableness what is it is it soul is it body is it that which constituteth soul or body 
might one say a nothing something an is is not i would say this were it and yet in some way was it even then as being capable of receiving these visible and compound figures chapter seven but whence had it this degree of being but from thee from whom are all things so far forth as they are but so much the further from thee as the unlikelier thee for it is not farness of place thou therefore lord who art not one in one place and otherwise in another but the self-same and the self-same and the self-same holy 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 lord god almighty didst in the beginning which is of thee in thy wisdom which was born of thine own substance create something and that out of nothing for thou createst heaven and earth not out of thyself for so should they have been equal to thine own begotten son and thereby to thee also whereas no way were it right that aught should be equal to thee which was not of thee and aught else besides thee was there not whereof thou mightest create them o god one trinity and trine unity and therefore out of nothing didst thou create heaven and earth a great thing and a small thing for thou art almighty and good to make all things good even the great heaven and the petty earth thou wert and nothing was there besides out of which thou createst heaven and earth things of two sorts one near thee the other near to nothing one to which thou alone shouldst be superior the other to which nothing should be inferior chapter eight but that heaven of heavens was for thyself o lord but the earth which thou gavest to the sons of men to be seen and felt was not such as we now see and feel for it was invisible without form and there was a deep upon which there was no light or darkness was above the deep that is more than in the deep because this deep of waters visible now hath even in its depths a light proper for its nature perceivable in whatever degree unto the fishes and creeping things in the bottom of it but that whole deep was almost nothing because hitherto it was altogether without form yet there was already that which could be formed for thou lord madest the whole world of a matter without form which out of nothing thou madest next to nothing thereof to make those great things which we sons of men wonder at for very wonderful is this corporeal heaven of which firmament between water and water the second day after the creation of light thou saidst let it be made and it was made which firmament thou callest heaven the heaven that is to this earth and sea which thou madest the third day by giving a visible figure to the formless matter which thou madest before all days for already hadst thou made both a heaven before all days but that was the heaven of this heaven because in the beginning thou hadst made heaven and earth but this same earth which thou madest was formless matter because it was invisible and without form and darkness was upon the deep of which invisible earth and without form of which formlessness of which almost nothing thou mightest make all these things of which this changeable world consists but subsists not whose very changeableness appears therein that times can be observed and numbered in it for times are made by the alteration of things while the figures the matter whereof is the invisible earth aforesaid are varied and turned 
Chapter 9 And therefore the Spirit, the teacher of thy servant, when it recounts thee to have in the beginning created heaven and earth, speaks nothing of times, nothing of days. For verily that heaven of heavens, which thou createst in the beginning, is some intellectual creature, which, although no ways co-eternal unto thee, the Trinity, yet partaketh of thy eternity, and doth through the sweetness of that most happy contemplation of thyself strongly restrain its own changeableness, and without any fall since its first creation, cleaving close unto thee, is placed beyond all the rolling vicissitudes of times. Yea, neither is this very formlessness of the earth invisible and without form numbered among the days. For where no figure or order is, there does nothing come or go, and where this is not, there plainly are no days, nor any vicissitudes of spaces of times. Chapter 10 O let the light, the truth, the light of my heart, not mine own darkness, speak unto me. I fell off into that, and became darkened, but even thence, even thence I loved thee. I went astray, and remembered thee. I heard thy voice behind me, calling to me to return, and scarcely heard it through the tumultuousness of the enemies of peace. And now, behold, I return in distress and panting after thy fountain. Let no man forbid me, of this will I drink, and so live. Let me not be mine own life. For myself I lived ill, death was I to myself, and I revive in thee. Do thou speak unto me, do thou discourse unto me. I have believed thy books, and their words be most full of mystery. End of Book 12, Chapter 10book 12 chapters 11 to 20 of the confessions by st augustine translated by e b pusey this librivox recording is in the public domain read by marianne book 12 chapter 11 already thou hast told me with a strong voice o lord in my inner ear that thou art eternal who only hast immortality since thou canst not be changed as to figure or motion nor is thy will altered by times seeing no will which varies is immortal this is in thy sight clear to me and let it be more and more cleared to me i beseech thee and in the manifestation thereof let me with sobriety abide under thy wings thou hast told me also with a strong voice o lord in my inner ear that thou hast made all natures and substances which are not what thyself is and yet are and that only is not from thee which is not and the motion of the will from thee who art unto that which in a less degree is because such motion is transgression and sin and that no man's sin doth either hurt thee or disturb the order of thy government first or last this is in thy sight clear to me and let it be more and more cleared to me i beseech thee and in the manifestation thereof let me with sobriety abide under thy wings thou hast told me also with a strong voice in my inner ear that neither is that creature co-eternal unto thyself whose happiness thou only art and which with a most persevering purity drawing its nourishment from thee doth in no place and at no time put forth its natural mutability and thyself being ever present with it unto whom with its whole affection it keeps itself having neither future to expect nor conveying into the past what it remembereth 
is neither altered by any change nor distracted into any times o blessed creature if such there be for cleaving unto thy blessedness blessed in thee its eternal inhabitant and its enlightener nor do i find by what name i may the rather call the heaven of heavens which is the lord's than thine house which contemplateth thy delights without any defection of going forth to another one pure mind most harmoniously one by that settled estate of peace and holy spirits the citizens of thy city in heavenly places far above those heavenly places that we see by this may the soul whose pilgrimage is made long and far away by this may she understand if she now thirsteth for thee if her tears be now become her bread while they daily say unto her where is thy god if she now seeks of thee one thing and desireth it that she may dwell in thy house all the days of her life and what is her life but thou and what thy days but thy eternity as thy years which fail not because thou art ever the same by this then may the soul that is able understand how far thou art above all times eternal seeing thy house which at no time went into a far country although it be not co-eternal with thee yet by continually and unfailingly cleaving unto thee suffers no changeableness of times this is in thy sight clear unto me and let it be more and more cleared unto me i beseech thee and in the manifestation thereof let me with sobriety abide under thy wings there is behold i know not what formlessness in these changes of these last and lowest creatures and who shall tell me unless such a one as through the emptiness of his own heart wanders and tosses himself up and down amid his own fancies who but such a one would tell me that if all figure be so wasted and consumed away that there should only remain that formlessness through which the thing was changed and turned from one figure to another that that could exhibit the vicissitudes of times for plainly it could not because without the variety of motions there are no times and no variety where there is no figure chapter twelve these things considered as much as thou givest o my god as much as thou stirrest me up to knock and as much as thou openest to me knocking two things i find that thou hast made not within the compass of time neither of which is co-eternal with thee one which is so formed that without any ceasing of contemplation without any interval of change though changeable yet not changed it may thoroughly enjoy thy eternity and unchangeableness the other which was so formless that it had not that which could be changed from one form into another whether of motion or of repose so as to become subject unto time but this thou didst not leave thus formless because before all days thou in the beginning didst create heaven and earth the two things that i spake of but the earth was invisible and without form and darkness was upon the deep in which words is the formlessness conveyed unto us that such capacities may hereby be drawn on by degrees as are not able to conceive an utter privation of all form without yet coming to nothing out of which another heaven might be created together with a visible and well-formed earth and the waters diversely ordered and whatsoever further is in the formation of the world recorded to have been not without days created 
and that as being of such nature that the successive changes of times may take place in them as being subject to appointed alterations of motions and of forms chapter thirteen this then is what i conceive o my god when i hear thy scripture saying in the beginning god made heaven and earth and the earth was invisible and without form and darkness was upon the deep and not mentioning what day thou createst them this is what i conceive that because of the heaven of heavens that intellectual heaven whose intelligences know all at once not in part not darkly not through a glass but as a whole in manifestation face to face not this thing now and that thing anon but as i said know all at once without any succession of times and because of the earth invisible and without form without any succession of times which succession presents this thing now that thing anon because where there is no form there is no distinction of things it is then on account of these two a primitive formed and a primitive formless the one heaven but the heaven of heavens the other earth but the earth invisible and without form because of these two do i conceive did thy scripture say without mentioning of days in the beginning god created heaven and earth for forthwith it subjoined what earth it spake of and also in that the firmament is recorded to be created the second day and called heaven it conveys to us of which heaven he before spake without mention of days chapter fourteen wondrous depth of thy words whose surface behold is before us inviting to little ones yet are they a wondrous depth o my god a wondrous depth it is awful to look therein an awfulness of honour and a trembling of love the enemies thereof i hate vehemently o oh, that thou wouldst slay them with thy two-edged sword that they might no longer be enemies unto it for so do i love to have them slain unto themselves that they may live unto thee but behold others not fault-finders but extollers of the book of genesis the spirit of god say they who by his servant moses wrote these things would not have these words thus understood he would not have it understood as thou sayest but otherwise as we say unto whom thyself o thou god of us all being judge do i thus answer chapter fifteen will you affirm that to be false which a strong voice truth tells me in my inner ear concerning the eternity of the creator that his substance is no ways changed by time nor his will separate from his substance wherefore he willeth not one thing now another anon but once and at once and always he willeth all things that he willeth not again and again nor now this now that nor willeth afterwards what before he willed not nor willeth not what before he willed because such a will is mutable and no mutable thing is eternal but our god is eternal again what he tells me in my inner ear the expectation of things to come becomes sight when they are come and this same sight becomes memory when they are past now all thought which thus varies is mutable and no mutable is eternal but our god is eternal these things i infer and put together and find that my god the eternal god hath not upon any new will made any creature nor doth his knowledge admit of anything transitory what will ye say then o ye gainsayers are these things false no they say what then 
is it false that every nature already formed or matter capable of form is not but from him who is supremely good because he is supremely neither do we deny this say they what then do you deny this that there is a certain sublime creature with so chaste a love cleaving unto the true and truly eternal god that although not co-eternal with him yet it is not detached from him nor dissolved into the variety and vicissitudes of time but reposeth in the most true contemplation of him only because thou o god unto him that loveth thee so much as thou commandest dost show thyself and sufficest him and therefore doth he not decline from thee nor toward himself this is the house of god not of earthly mould nor of any celestial bulk corporal but spiritual and partaker of thy eternity because without defection for ever for thou hast made it fast for ever and ever thou hast given it a law which it shall not pass nor yet is it co-eternal with thee o god because not without beginning for it was made for although we find no time before it for wisdom was created before all things not that wisdom which is altogether equal and co-eternal unto thee our god his father and by whom all things were created and in whom as the beginning thou createst heaven and earth but that wisdom which is created that is the intellectual nature by which contemplating the light is light for this though created is also called wisdom but what difference there is betwixt the light which enlighteneth and which is enlightened so much is there betwixt the wisdom that createth and that created as betwixt the righteousness which justifieth and the righteousness which is made by justification for we are also called thy righteousness for so saith a certain servant of thine that we might be made the righteousness of god in him therefore since a certain created wisdom was created before all things the rational and intellectual mind of that chaste city of thine our mother which is above and is free and eternal in the heavens of what heavens if not in those that praise thee the heaven of heavens but this is also the heaven of heavens for the lord though we find no time before it because that which hath been created before all things precedeth also the creation of time yet is the eternity of the creator himself before it for whom being created it took the beginning not indeed of time for time itself was not yet but of its creation hence it is so of thee our god as to be altogether other than thou and not the self-same because though we find time neither before it nor even in it it being meet ever to behold thy face nor is ever drawn away from it wherefore it is not varied by any change yet is there in it a liability to change whence it would wax dark and chill but that by a strong affection cleaving unto thee like perpetual noon it shineth and gloweth from thee o house most lightsome and delightsome i have loved thy beauty and the place of the habitation of the glory of my lord thy builder and possessor let my wayfaring sigh after thee and i say to him that made thee let him take possession of me also in thee seeing he hath made me likewise i have gone astray like a lost sheep yet upon the shoulders of my shepherd thy builder hope i to be brought back to thee what say ye to me o ye gainsayers that i was speaking unto who yet believe moses to have been the holy servant of god and his books the oracles of the holy ghost 
is not this house of god not co-eternal indeed with god yet after its measure eternal in the heavens where you seek for changes of time in vain because you will not find them for that to which it is ever good to cleave fast to god surpasses all extension and all revolving periods of time it is say they what then of all that which my heart loudly uttered unto my god when inwardly it heard the voice of his praise what part thereof do you affirm to be false is it that the matter was without form in which because there was no form there was no order but where no order was there could be no vicissitude of times and yet this almost nothing inasmuch as it was not altogether nothing was from him certainly from whom is whatsoever is in what degree soever it is this also say they do we not deny chapter sixteen with these would i now parley a little in thy presence o my god who grant all these things to be true which thy truth whispereth unto my soul for those who deny these things let them bark and deafen themselves as much as they please i will essay to persuade them to be quiet and to open in them a way for thy word but if they refuse and repel me i beseech o my god be not thou silent to me thou truly in my heart for only thou so speakest and i will let them alone blowing upon the dust without and raising it up into their own eyes and myself will enter my chamber and sing there a song of loves unto thee groaning with the groanings unutterable in my wayfaring and remembering jerusalem with heart lifted up towards it jerusalem my country jerusalem my mother and thyself that rulest over it the enlightener father guardian husband the pure and strong delight and solid joy and all good things unspeakable yea all at once because the one sovereign and true good nor will i be turned away until thou gather all that i am from this dispersed and disordered estate into the peace of that our most dear mother where the first fruits of my spirit be already whence i am ascertained of these things and thou conform and confirm it for ever o my god my mercy but those who do not affirm all these truths to be false who honour thy holy scripture set forth by holy moses placing it as we on the summit of authority to be followed and yet do not contradict me in some thing i answer thus be thyself judge o our god between my confessions and these men's contradictions chapter seventeen for they say though these things be true yet did not moses intend these two when by revelation of the spirit he said in the beginning god created heaven and earth he did not under the name of heaven signify that spiritual or intellectual creature which always beholds the face of god nor under the name of earth that formless matter what then that man of god say they meant as we say this declared he by those words what by the name of heaven and earth would he first signify say they universally and compendiously all this visible world so as afterwards by the enumeration of the several days to arrange in detail and as it were piece by piece all those things which it pleased the holy ghost thus to announce for such were that rude and carnal people to which he spake that he thought them fit to be entrusted with the knowledge of such works of god only as were visible they agree however that under the words earth invisible and without form and that the darksome deep out of which it is subsequently shown 
that all these visible things which we all know were made and arranged during these days may not incongruously be understood of this formless first matter what now if another should say that this same formlessness and confusedness of matter was for this reason first conveyed under the name of heaven and earth because out of it was this visible world with all these natures which most manifestly appear in it which is oftentimes called by the name of heaven and earth created and perfected what again if another say that invisible and visible nature is not indeed inappropriately called heaven and earth and so that the universal creation which god made in his wisdom that is in the beginning was comprehended under those two words notwithstanding since all things be made not of the substance of god but out of nothing because they are not the same that god is and there is a mutable nature in them all whether they abide as doth the eternal house of god or be changed as the soul and body of man are therefore the common matter of all things visible and invisible as yet unformed though capable of form out of which was to be created both heaven and earth i e the invisible and visible creatures when formed was entitled by the same names given to the earth invisible and without form and the darkness upon the deep but with this distinction that by the earth invisible and without form is understood corporal matter antecedent to its being qualified by any form and by the darkness upon the deep spiritual matter before it underwent any restraint of its unlimited fluidness or received any light from wisdom it yet remains for a man to say if he will that the already perfected and formed natures visible and invisible are not signified under the name heaven and earth when we read in the beginning god made heaven and earth but that the yet unformed commencement of things the stuff apt to receive form and making was called by these names because therein were confusedly contained not as yet distinguished by their qualities and forms all those things which being now digested into order are called heaven and earth the one being the spiritual the other corporal creation chapter eighteen all which things being heard and well considered i will not strive about words for that is profitable to nothing but the subversion of the hearers but the law is good to edify if a man use it lawfully for that the end of it is charity out of a pure heart and good conscience and faith unfeigned and well did our master know upon which two commandments he hung all the law and the prophets and what doth it prejudice me o my god thou light of my eyes in secret zealously confessing these things since divers things may be understood under these words which yet are all true what i say doth it prejudice me if i think otherwise than another thinketh the writer thought all we readers verily strive to trace out and to understand his meaning whom we read and seeing we believe him to speak truly we dare not imagine him to have said anything which ourselves either know or think to be false while every man endeavours then to understand in the holy scriptures the same as the writer understood what hurt is it if a man understand what thou the light of all true-speaking minds does show him to be true although he whom he reads understood this not seeing he also understood a truth though not this truth chapter nineteen for true it is o lord that thou madest heaven and earth and it is true too that the beginning is thy wisdom in which thou createst all 
and true again that this visible world hath for its greater parts the heavens and the earth which briefly comprise all made and created natures and true too that whatsoever is mutable gives us to understand a certain want of form whereby it receiveth a form or is changed or turned it is true that that is subject to no times which so cleaveth to the unchangeable form as though subject to change never to be changed it is true that that formlessness which is almost nothing cannot be subject to the alteration of times it is true that whereof a thing is made may by a certain mode of speech be called by the name of the thing made of it whence that formlessness whereof heaven and earth were made might be called heaven and earth it is true that of things having form there is not any nearer to having no form than the earth and the deep it is true that not only every created and formed being but whatsoever is capable of being created and formed thou madest of whom are all things it is true that whatsoever is formed out of that which had no form was unformed before it was formed chapter twenty out of these truths of which they doubt not whose inward eye thou hast enabled to see such things and who unshakenly believe thy servant moses to have spoken in the spirit of truth of all these then he taketh one who saith in the beginning god made the heaven and the earth that is in his word co-eternal with himself god made the intelligible and the sensible or the spiritual and the corporal creature he another that saith in the beginning god made heaven and earth that is in his word co-eternal with himself did god make the universal bulk of the corporal world together with all those apparent and known creatures which it containeth he another that saith in the beginning god made heaven and earth that is in his word co-eternal with himself did god make the formless matter of creatures spiritual and corporal in another that saith in the beginning god created heaven and earth that is in his word co-eternal with himself did god create the formless matter of the creature corporal wherein heaven and earth lay as yet confused which being now distinguished and formed we at this day see in the bulk of this world he another who saith in the beginning god made heaven and earth that is in the very beginning of creating and working did god make that formless matter confusedly containing in itself both heaven and earth out of which being formed do they now stand out and are apparent with all that is in them end of book twelve chapter twenty book twelve chapters twenty one to thirty two of the confessions by saint augustine translated by e b pusey this librivox recording is in the public domain read by marianne book twelve chapter twenty one and with regard to the understanding of the words following out of all those truths he chooses one to himself who saith but the earth was invisible and without form and darkness was upon the deep that is the corporal thing that god made was as yet a formless matter of corporal things without order without light another he who says the earth was invisible and without form and darkness was upon the deep that is this all which is called heaven and earth was still a formless and darksome matter of which the corporal heaven and the corporal earth were to be made with all things in them which are known to our corporal senses 
another he who says the earth was invisible and without form and darkness was upon the deep that is this all which is called heaven and earth was still a formless and darksome matter out of which was to be made both that intelligible heaven otherwhere called the heaven of heavens and the earth that is the whole corporal nature under which name is comprised this corporal heaven also in a word out of which every visible and invisible creature was to be created another he who says the earth was invisible and without form and darkness was upon the deep the scripture did not call that formlessness by the name of heaven and earth but that formlessness saith he already was which he called the earth invisible without form and darkness upon the deep of which he had before said that god had made heaven and earth namely the spiritual and corporal creature another he who says the earth was invisible and without form and darkness was upon the deep that is there already was a certain formless matter of which the scripture said before that god made heaven and earth namely the whole corporal bulk of the world divided into two great parts upper and lower with all the common and known creatures in them chapter twenty two for should any attempt to dispute against these last two opinions thus if you will not allow that this formlessness of matter seems to be called by the name of heaven and earth ergo there was something which god had not made out of which to make heaven and earth for neither has scripture told us that god made this matter unless we understood it to be signified by the name of heaven and earth or of earth alone when it is said in the beginning god made the heaven and earth that so in what follows and the earth was invisible and without form although it pleased him to so call the formless matter we are to understand no other matter but that which god made whereof is written above god made heaven and earth the maintainers of either of these two latter opinions will upon hearing this return for answer we do not deny this formless matter to be indeed created by god that god of whom are all things very good for as we affirm that to be a greater good which is created and formed so we confess that to be a lesser good which is made capable of creation and formed yet still good we say however that scripture hath not set down that god made this formlessness as also it hath not many others as the cherubim and seraphim and those which the apostle distinctly speaks of thrones dominions principalities powers all which that god made is most apparent or if in that which is said he made heaven and earth all things be comprehended what shall we say of the waters upon which the spirit of god moved for if they be comprised of this word earth how then can formless matter be meant in that name earth when we see the waters so beautiful or if it be so taken why then is it written that out of the same formlessness the firmament was made and called heaven and that the waters were made is not written for the waters remain not formless and invisible seeing we behold them flowing in so comely a manner but if they then received that beauty when god said let the water which is under the firmament be gathered together that so the gathering together be itself the forming of them what will be answered as to those waters which be above the firmament seeing neither if formless would they have been worthy of so honourable a seat nor is it written by what word they were formed if then genesis is silent as to god's making of any thing which yet that god did make neither sound faith nor well-grounded understanding doubteth 
nor again will any sober teaching dare to affirm these waters to be co-eternal with god on the ground that we find them to be mentioned in the book of genesis but when they were created we do not find why seeing truth teaches us should we not understand that formless matter which this scripture calls the earth invisible and without form and darksome deep to have been created of god out of nothing and therefore not to be co-eternal with him notwithstanding this history hath omitted to show when it was created chapter twenty three these things then being heard and perceived according to the weakness of my capacity which i confess unto thee o lord that knowest it two sorts of disagreements i see may arise when a thing is in words related by true reporters one concerning the truth of the things the other concerning the meaning of the relator for we inquire one way about the meaning of the creature what is true another way what moses that excellent minister of thy faith would have his reader and hearer understand by those words for the first sort away with all those who imagine themselves to know as a truth what is false and for this other away with all them too who imagine moses to have written things that be false but let me be united in thee o lord with those and delight myself in thee with them that feed upon thy truth in the largeness of charity and let us approach together unto the words of thy book and seek in them for thy meaning through the meaning of thy servant by whose pen thou hast dispensed them chapter twenty four but which of us shall among those so many truths which occur to inquirers in those words as they are differently understood so discover that one meaning as to affirm this moses thought and this would he have understood in that history with the same confidence as he would this is true whether moses thought this or that for behold o my god i thy servant who have in this book vowed a sacrifice of confession unto thee and pray that by thy mercy i may pay my vows unto thee can i with the same confidence wherewith i affirm that in thy incommutable word thou createst all things visible and invisible affirm also that moses meant no other than this when he wrote in the beginning god made heaven and earth no because i see not in his mind that he thought of this when he wrote these things as i do see it in thy truth to be certain for he might have his thoughts upon god's commencement of creating when he said in the beginning and by heaven and earth in this place he might intend no formed and perfected nature whether spiritual or corporal but both of them inchoate and as yet formless for i perceive that whichsoever of the two had been said it might have been truly said but which of the two he thought of in these words i do not so perceive although whether it were either of these or any sense beside that i have not here mentioned which this so great man saw in his mind when he uttered these words i doubt not but that he saw it truly and expressed it aptly chapter twenty five let no man harass me then by saying moses thought not as you say but as i say for if he should ask me how do you know that moses thought that which you infer out of his words i ought to take it in good part and would answer perchance as i have above or something more at large if he were unyielding but when he saith moses meant not what you say but what i say yet denieth not that which each of us say may both be true o oh my god life of the poor in whose bosom is no contradiction pour down a softening dew into my heart that i may patiently bear with such as say this to me 
not because they have a divine spirit and have seen in the heart of thy servant what they speak but because they be proud not knowing moses's opinion but loving their own not because it is truth but because it is theirs otherwise they would equally love another true opinion as i love what they say when they say true not because it is theirs but because it is true and on that very ground not theirs because it is true but if they therefore love it because it is true then it is both theirs and mine as being in common to all lovers of truth but whereas they contend that moses did not mean what i say but what they say this i like not love not for though it were so yet that their rashness belongs not to knowledge but to overboldness and not insight but vanity was its parent and therefore o lord are thy judgments terrible seeing thy truth is neither mine nor his nor another's but belonging to us all whom thou callest publicly to partake of it warning us terribly not to account it privately to ourselves lest we be deprived of it for whosoever challenges that as proper to himself which thou propoundest to all to enjoy and would have that his own which belongs to all is driven from what is in common to his own that is from truth to a lie for he that speaketh a lie speaketh it of his own hearken o god thou best judge truth itself hearken to what i say to this gainsayer hearken for before thee do i speak and before my brethren who employ thy law lawfully to the end of charity hearken and behold if it please thee what i shall say to him for this brotherly and peaceful word do i return unto him if we both see that to be true that thou sayest and both see that to be true that i say where i pray thee do we see it neither i in thee nor thou in me but both in the unchangeable truth itself which is above our souls seeing then we strive not about the very light of the lord our god why strive we about the thoughts of our neighbours which we cannot so see as the unchangeable truth is seen for that if moses himself had appeared to us and said this i meant neither so should we see it but should believe it let us not then be puffed up for one against another above that which is written let us love the lord our god with all our heart with all our soul and with all our mind and our neighbour as ourself with a view to which two precepts of charity unless we believe that moses meant whatsoever in those books he did mean we shall make god a liar imagining otherwise of our fellow-servant's mind that he hath taught us behold now how foolish it is in such abundance of most true meanings as may be extracted out of those words rashly to affirm which of them moses principally met and with pernicious contentions to offend charity itself for whose sake he spake everything whose words we go about to expound chapter twenty six and yet i o my god thou lifter up of my humility my rest of my labour who hearest all my confessions and forgivest my sins seeing thou commandest me to love my neighbour as myself i cannot believe that thou gavest a less gift unto moses thy faithful servant than i would wish or desire thee to have given me had i been born in the time he was and hadst thou set me in that office that by the service of my heart and tongue those books might be dispensed which for so long after were to profit all nations and through the whole world form such an eminence of authority were to surmount all sayings of false and proud teachings 
i should have desired verily had i then been moses for we all come from the same lump and what is man saving that thou art mindful of him i would then had i then been what he was and been enjoined by thee to write in the book of genesis have desired such a power of expression and such a style to be given me that neither they who cannot yet understand how god created might reject the sayings as beyond their capacity and they who had attained thereto might find what true opinion soever they had by thought arrived at not passed over in those few words of thy servant and should another man by the light of truth have discovered another neither should that fail of being discoverable in those same words chapter twenty seven for as a fountain within a narrow compass is more plentiful and supplies a tide for more streams over larger spaces than any one of those streams which after a wide interval is derived from the same fountain so that relation of that dispenser of thine which was to benefit many who were to discourse thereon does out of a narrow scantling of language overflow into streams of clearest truth whence every man may draw out for himself such truth as he can upon these subjects one one truth another another by larger circumlocutions of discourse for some when they read or hear these words conceive that god like a man or some mass endued with unbounded power by some new and sudden resolution did exterior to itself as it were at a certain distance create heaven and earth two great bodies above and below wherein all things were to be contained and when they hear god said let it be made and it was made they conceive of words begun and ended sounding in time and passing away after whose departure that came into being which was commanded so to do and whatever of the like sort men's acquaintance with the material world would suggest in whom being yet little ones and carnal while their weakness is by this humble kind of speech carried on as in a mother's bosom their faith is wholesomely built up whereby they hold assured that god made all natures which in admirable variety their eye beholdeth around which words if any despising as too simple with a proud weakness shall stretch himself beyond the guardian nest he will alas fall miserably have pity o lord god lest they who go by the way trample on the unfledged bird and send thine angel to replace it into the nest that it may live till it can fly chapter twenty eight but others unto whom these words are no longer a nest but deep shady fruit bowers see the fruits concealed therein fly joyously around and with cheerful notes seek out and pluck them for reading or hearing these words they see that all times past and to come are surpassed by thy eternal and stable abiding and yet that there is no creature formed in time not of thy making whose will because it is the same that thou art thou madest all things not by any change of will nor by a will which before was not and that these things were not out of thyself in thine own likeness which is the form of all things but out of nothing a formless unlikeness which should be formed by thy likeness recurring to thy unity according to their appointed capacity so far as is given to each thing in his kind and might all be made very good whether they abide around thee or being in gradation removed in time and place make or undergo the beautiful variations of the universe these things they see and rejoice in the little degree they here have in the light of thy truth another bends his mind on that which is said in the beginning god made heaven and earth 
and beholdeth therein wisdom the beginning because it also spaketh unto us another likewise bends his mind on the same words and by beginning understands the commencement of things created in the beginning he made as if it were said he at first made and among them that understand in the beginning to mean in thy wisdom thou createdst heaven and earth one believes the matter out of which the heaven and earth were to be created to be there called heaven and earth another natures already formed and distinguished another one formed nature and that is spiritual under the name heaven the other formless of corporal matter under the name earth they again who by the names heaven and earth understand matter as yet formless out of which heaven and earth were to be formed neither do they understand it in one way but the one that the matter out of which both the intelligible and sensible creature were to be perfected another that only out of which this sensible corporal mass was to be made containing in its vast bosom these visible and ordinary natures neither do they who believe the creatures already ordered and arranged to be in this place called heaven and earth understand the same but the one both the invisible and visible the other the visible only in which we behold this lightsome heaven and darksome earth with the things in them contained chapter twenty nine but he that no otherwise understands in the beginning he made than if it were said at first he made can only truly understand heaven and earth of the matter of heaven and earth that is of the universal intelligible and corporal creation for if he would understand thereby the universe as already formed it may be rightly demanded of him if god made this first what made he afterwards and after the universe he will find nothing whereupon must he against his will hear another question how did god make this first if nothing after but when he says god made the matter first formless then formed there is no absurdity if he be but qualified to discern what proceeds by eternity what by time what by choice and what in original by eternity as god is before all things by time as the flower before the fruit by choice as the fruit before the flower by original as the sound before the tune of these four the first and last mentioned are with extreme difficulty understood the two middle easily for a rare and too lofty a vision it is to behold thy eternity o lord unchangeably making things changeable and thereby before them and who again is of so sharp-sighted understanding as to be able without great pains to discern how the sound is therefore before the tune because a tune is a formed sound and a thing not formed may exist whereas that which existeth not cannot be formed thus is the matter before the thing made not because it maketh it seeing itself is rather made nor is it before the interval of time for we do not first in time utter formless sounds without singing and subsequently adapt or fashion them into the form of a chant as wood or silver whereof a chest or vessel is fashioned for such materials do by time also precede the forms of things made of them but in singing it is not so for when it is sung its sound is heard for there is not first a formless sound which is afterwards formed into a chant for each sound so soon as made passeth away nor canst thou find aught to recall and by art to compose so then the chant is concentrated in its sound which sound of his is his matter and this indeed is formed that it may be a tune 
and therefore as i said the matter of the sound is before the form of the tune not before through any power it hath to make it a tune for a sound is no way the workmaster of the tune but is something corporal subjected to the soul which singeth whereof to make a tune nor is it first in time for it is given forth together with the time nor first in choice for a sound is not better than a tune a tune being not only a sound but a beautiful sound but it is first in original because a tune receives not form to become a sound but a sound receives a form to become a tune by this example let him that is able understand how the matter of things was first made and called heaven and earth because heaven and earth were made out of it yet it was not made first in time because the forms of things give rise to time but that was without form but now is in time an object of sense together with its form and yet nothing can be related of that matter but as though prior in time whereas in value it is last because things formed are superior to things without a form and is preceded by the eternity of the creator so that there might be out of nothing whereof something might be created chapter thirty in this diversity of true opinions let truth herself produce concord and our god have mercy upon us that we may use the law lawfully the end of the commandment pure charity by this if a man demands of me which of these was the meaning of thy servant moses this were not the language of my confessions should i not confess unto thee i know not and yet i know that those senses are true whose carnal ones accepted of which i have spoken what seemed necessary and even those hopeful little ones who so think have this benefit that the words of thy book affright them not delivering high things lowlily and with few words a copious meaning and all we who i confess see and express the truth delivered in those words let us love one another and jointly love thee our god the fountain of truth if we are athirst for it and not for vanities yea let us so honour this thy servant the dispenser of this scripture full of thy spirit as to believe that when by thy revelation he wrote these things he intended that which among them chiefly excels both for light of truth and fruitfulness of profit chapter thirty one so when one says moses meant as i do and another nay but as i do i suppose that i speak more reverently why not rather as both if both be true and if there be a third or a fourth yea if any other search any other truth in these words why may not he be believed to have seen all these things through whom the one god hath tempered the holy scriptures to the senses of many who should see therein things true but diverse for i certainly and fearlessly i speak it from my heart that were i to indict anything to have supreme authority i should prefer so to write that whatever truth any could apprehend on those matters might be conveyed in my words rather than set down my own meaning so clearly as to exclude the rest which not being false could not offend me i will not therefore my god be so rash as not to believe that thou vouchsafest as much to that great man he without doubt when he wrote those words perceived and thought on what truth soever we have been able to find yea and whatsoever we have not been able nor yet are but which may be found in them chapter thirty two lastly o lord who art god and not flesh and blood if man did see less 
could anything be concealed from thy good spirit who shall lead me into the land of uprightness which thou thyself by those words wert about to reveal to readers in times to come though he through whom they were spoken perhaps among many true meanings thought on some one which if so it be let that which he thought on be of all the highest but to us o lord do thou either reveal the same or any other true one which thou pleaseth that so whether thou discoverest the same to us as to that thy servant or by some other occasion of those words yet thou mayest feed us not error deceive us behold o lord my god how much we have written upon a few words how much i beseech thee what strength of ours yea what ages would suffice for all thy books in this manner permit me then in these more briefly to confess unto thee and to choose some one true certain and good sense that thou shalt inspire me although many should occur where many may occur and this being the law of my confession that if i should say that which thy minister intended that is right and best for this should i endeavour which if i should not attain yet i should say that which thy truth willed by his words to tell me which revealed also unto him what it willed end of book twelve book thirteen chapters one to ten of the confessions by st augustine translated by e b pusey this LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Book 13. Continuation of the Exposition of Genesis 1. It contains the mystery of the Trinity, and a type of the formation, extension, and support of the Church. Chapter 1. I call upon thee, O my God, my mercy, who createst me, and forgettest not me, forgetting thee. I call thee into my soul, which by the longing thyself inspirest in her thou preparest for thee forsake me not now calling upon thee whom thou preventest before i called and urgest me with much variety of repeated calls that i would hear thee from afar and be converted and call upon thee that callest after me for thou lord blottest out all my evil deservings so as not to repay into my hands wherewith i fell from thee and thou hast prevented all my well-deservings so as to repay the work of thy hands wherewith thou madest me because before i was thou wert nor was i anything to which thou mightest grant to be and yet behold i am out of thy goodness preventing all this which thou hast made me and whereof thou hast made me for neither hadst thou need of me nor am i any such good as to be helpful unto thee my lord and god not in serving thee as though thou wouldst tire in working or lest thy power might be less if lacking my service nor cultivating thy service as a land that must remain uncultivated unless i cultivated thee but serving and worshipping thee that i might receive a well-being from thee from whom it comes that i have a being capable of well-being chapter two for of the fullness of thy goodness doth thy creature subsist that so a good which could no ways profit thee nor was of thee lest so it should be equal to thee might yet be since it could be made of thee for what did heaven and earth which thou madest in the beginning deserve of thee let those spiritual and corporal natures which thou madest in thy wisdom 
say wherein they deserved of thee to depend thereon even in that their several inchoate and formless state whether spiritual or corporal ready to fall away into an immoderate liberty and far distant unlikeliness unto thee the spiritual though without form superior to the corporal though formed and the corporal though without form being better than it were altogether nothing and so to depend upon thy word as formless unless by the same word they were brought back into thy unity endued with form and from thee the one sovereign good were made all very good how did they deserve of thee to be even without form since they had not been even this but from thee how did corporal matter deserve of thee to be even invisible and without form seeing it were not even this but that thou madest it and therefore because it was not could not deserve of thee to be made or how could the inchoate spiritual creature deserve of thee even to ebb and flow darksomely like the deep unlike thee unless it had been by the same word turned to that by whom it was created and by him so enlightened become light though not equally yet conformably to that form which is equal unto thee for as in a body to be is not one with being beautiful else it could not be deformed so likewise to a created spirit to live is not one with living wisely else it should be wise unchangeably but good it is for it always to hold fast to thee lest what light it hath obtained by turning to thee it lose by turning from thee and relapse into life resembling the darksome deep for we ourselves also who as to the soul are a spiritual creature turned away from thee our light were in that life sometimes darkness and still labour among the relics of our darkness until in thy only one we become thy righteousness like the mountains of god for we have been thy judgments which are like the great deep chapter three that which thou saidst in the beginning of the creation let there be light and there was light i do not unsuitably understand of the spiritual creature because there was already a sort of life which thou mightest illuminate but as it had no claim on thee for a life which could be enlightened so neither now that it was had it any to be enlightened for neither could its formless estate be pleasing unto thee unless it became light and that not by existing simply but by beholding the illuminating light and cleaving to it so that that it lived and lived happily it owes to nothing but thy grace being turned by a better change into that which cannot be changed into worse or better which thou alone art because thou alone simply art unto thee it being not one thing to live another to live blessedly seeing thyself art thine own blessedness chapter four what then could be wanting unto thy good which thou thyself art although these things had either never been or remained without form which thou madest not out of any want but out of the fulness of thy goodness restraining them and converting them to form not as though thy joy were fulfilled by them for to thee being perfect is their imperfection displeasing and hence they were perfected by thee and pleased thee not as wert thou imperfect and by their perfecting wert also to be perfected for thy good spirit indeed was borne over the waters not borne up by them as if he rested upon them for those on whom thy good spirit is said to rest 
he causes to rest in himself but thy incorruptible and unchangeable will in itself all-sufficient for itself was born upon that life which thou hast created to which living is not one with happy living seeing it liveth also ebbing and flowing in its own darkness for which it remaineth to be converted unto him by whom it was made and to live more and more by the fountain of life and in his light to see light and to be perfected and enlightened and beatified chapter five lo now the trinity appears unto me in a glass darkly which is thou my god because thou o father in him who is the beginning of our wisdom which is thy wisdom born of thyself equal unto thee and co-eternal that is in thy son createst heaven and earth much now have we said of the heaven of heavens and of the earth invisible and without form and of the darksome deep in reference to the wandering instability of its spiritual deformity unless it had been converted unto him from whom it had its then degree of life and by his enlightening became a beauteous life and the heaven of that heaven which was afterwards set between water and water and under the name of god i now held the father who made these things and under the name of beginning the son in whom he made these things and believing as i did my god as the trinity i searched further in his holy words and lo thy spirit moved upon the waters behold the trinity my god father son and holy ghost creator of all creation chapter six but what was the cause o true speaking light unto thee lift i up my heart let it not teach me vanities dispel its darkness and tell me i beseech thee by our mother charity tell me the reason i beseech thee why after the mention of heaven and of the earth invisible and without form and darkness upon the deep thy scripture should then at length mention thy spirit was it because it was meet that the knowledge of him should be conveyed as being born above and this could not be said unless that were first mentioned over which thy spirit may be understood to have been born for neither was he born above the father nor the son nor could he rightly be said to be born above if he were born over nothing first then was that to be spoken of over which he might be born and then he whom it was meet not otherwise to be spoken of than as being born but wherefore was it not meet that the knowledge of him should be conveyed otherwise than as being born above chapter seven hence let him that is able follow with his understanding thy apostle where he thus speaks because thy love is shed abroad in our hearts by the holy ghost which is given unto us and where concerning spiritual gifts he teacheth and showeth unto us a more excellent way of charity and where he bows his knee unto thee for us that we may know the supereminent knowledge of the love of christ and therefore from the beginning was he born supereminent above the waters to whom shall i speak this how speak of the weight of evil desires downward to the steep abyss and how charity raises up again thy spirit which was born above the waters to whom shall i speak it how speak it for it is not in space that we are merged and emerge we can be more and yet what less like they be affections they be loves 
the uncleanness of our spirit flowing away downwards with the love of cares and the holiness of thine raising us upward by love of unanxious repose that we may lift our hearts unto thee where thy spirit is born above the waters and come to that supereminent repose where our soul shall have passed through the waters which yield no support chapter seven angels fell away man's soul fell away and thereby pointed out the abyss in the dark depth ready for the whole spiritual creation hadst not thou said from the beginning let there be light and there had been light and every obedient intelligence of thy heavenly city had cleaved to thee and rested in thy spirit which is borne unchangeably over everything changeable otherwise had even the heaven of heavens been in itself a darksome deep but now it is light in the lord for even in that miserable restlessness of the spirits who fell away and discovered their own darkness when bared of the clothing of thy light dost thou sufficiently reveal how noble thou madest the reasonable creature to which nothing will suffice to yield a happy rest less than thee and not so even herself for thou o our god shall lighten our darkness from thee riseth our garment of light and then shall our darkness be as the noonday give thyself unto me o my god restore thyself unto me behold i love and if it be too little i would love more strongly i cannot measure so as to know how much love there yet lacketh to me ere my life may run into thy embracements nor turn away until it be hidden in the hidden place of thy presence this only i know that woe is to me except in thee not only without but within myself also and all attendance which is not my god is emptiness to me chapter nine but was not either the father or the son born above the waters if this means in space like a body then neither was the holy spirit but if the unchangeable supereminence of divinity above all things changeable then were both father and son and holy ghost born upon the waters why then is this said of thy spirit only why is it said only of him and if he had been in place who is not in place of whom only it is written that he is thy gift in thy gift we rest there we enjoy thee our rest is our place love lifts us up thither and thy good spirit lifts up our lowliness from the gates of death in thy good pleasure is our peace the body by its own weight strives towards its own place weight makes not downward only but to his own place fire tends upward a stone downward they are urged by their own weight they seek their own places oil poured below water is raised above the water water poured upon oil sinks below the oil they are urged by their own weights to seek their own places when out of their order they are restless restored to order they are at rest my weight is my love thereby am i born whithersoever i am born we are inflamed by thy gift we are kindled and are carried upwards we grow inwardly and go forwards we ascend thy ways that be in our heart and sing a song of degrees we grow inwardly with thy fire with thy good fire and we go because we go upwards to the place of jerusalem for gladdening was i in those who said unto me we will go up to the house of the lord there hath thy good pleasure placed us 
that we may desire nothing else but to abide there for ever chapter ten blessed creature which being itself other than thou hast known no other condition than that as soon as it was made it was without any interval by thy gift which is born above everything changeable born aloft by that calling whereby thou saidst let there be light and there was light whereas in us this took place at different times in that we were darkness and are made light but of that is only it said what is would have been had it not been enlightened and this is so spoken as if it had been unsettled and darksome before that so the cause whereby it was made otherwise might appear namely that being turned to the light unfailing it became light whoso can let him understand this let him ask of thee why should he trouble me as if i could enlighten any man that cometh into this world End of Book 13, Chapter 10Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc